ladies and gentlemen, this is Black and Blurred again. Hi, you ruined it. That's Darren. <laughs> I, I always change it up so that I can throw your high off. Mm. Uh, throw your high off. Is that a thing? No. no. It's okay. Not. <laughs> Guys, we're back with another comment section episode because that's what we love and that's what we're here for conversations. Uh, we're here with our good friend Joseph Alexander. Joe, what up? What's going on? What's going on? Um, very briefly, share with the people who you are. Uh, so uh, I guess I don't know where to start. Um, grew up in a Christian home in River- Riverdale, Maryland, went to Lanham Christian School. Uh, got my undergrad in North Carolina Wesleyan College. Went away to college to study religion. I, I realized that God had uh, I had to call in my life to uh, preach a one-day church plant. And um, as I was going back and forth to college, I realized I had a mission field right in my backyard. Um, at Riverdale, Maryland, we have a lot of families um, from South America. A lot of families are first-generation and second-generation immigrants. And as I was about to go away to college, I somehow had the opportunity to connect with the neighbors. Mm. And most of my neighbors at this point, at least their children were five, six, seven years old. And so, and that was in, that was in the summer of 2015. And then now fast forward, we're in 2021 and I've gotten to pour into these families, got to pour into these kids for the last few years, got to learn who they are, got to learn who those families were. Um, um, Having uh, we went from having fun riding the bike, playing Angle Sega at night, playing basketball to eventually having bi- Bible study every one once once in a while. Um, getting them uh, then the, the dream was the goal was to get these kids connected to a lo- local church, mm-hmm. and then Peace City comes on the scene in um, the, the the summer of 2019, right after I graduated from North Carolina Wesleyan College. Um, since then, I've got, got married to my wonderful life, wife, Kim, and um, now I'm uh, the children's youth director at Capital Christian Fellowship Church. And um, yeah, I think that there's a lot to know about me, but yeah. I guess those, I think that's a good start. That's good. Yeah. I'm surprised you left out the football. I did. I always leave out the football, but that's what drew me to North Carolina Western College. I wanted to go to a Christian school with a football team. Mm. And so. My football journey was very interesting. Um, I went to Lanham Christian School. I know I wanted to play football. I had a love for for the game uh, that kind of developed sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Um, I couldn't stay at Lanham if I wanted to play football, but there was a way. So I ended up playing for Riverdale Baptist. Um, shout out to Christian Darasol and Zach McPherson. They they just got drafted this year. They were my high school teammates mm, nice. at, at Riverdale Baptist. So Riverdale Baptist made a lot a lot of noise. They pump out some athletes, Riverdale Baptist. Yeah. Um, there's a, another receiver, John Hightower, playing for the Eagles right now. Um, a few other guys who have had some sense in the league, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys who have gone D1, too. Um, so I played a, with a bunch of those guys. Well, it wasn't that great, but went on to play uh, football in North Carolina. Well, it was in college. Um, and that's where I got, I'll say, a lot of my ministry experience mm-hmm. from ministering to my, my teammates having Bible study. We, had a, we called it Trill Talk. Every Wednesday night, I would meet in my dorm room or in my residence hall mm-hmm. and um, just o- open the Bible. They were guys from the different backgrounds, different areas. They were missing church. And that's where I had my first opportunity to really kind of 
open 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 up the Bible and teach people. Mm, trill so, talk. So uh, yeah, trill talk. It was like a, it was an acronym. Uh, trill, uh, turn the reality into lessons learned. So just uh, th- explain to the people what how that would be a play on words. Right. So trill obviously is is a play on words on. I guess it's a combination of two words, true and real, mm-hmm. right? So, obviously, it's kind of like a slang term. Yeah. So, trill talk, meaning the the talk that we're having is is true and it's real. Um, but then, turn to reality and the lessons learned. That the idea behind it was, um, we're all going through life. We were, I mean, in college, we were all young college guys going through life, seeing life, and that and the idea was to as as we experience life, seeing. Uh, what God says about the world that we live in and how we should be image bearers in the world that we live in, mm-hmm. right? How do we show Christ? How, how do we respond to uh, the sinful world that is around us? How, how do we be a light? How do we walk out Christ? Who is, for some of those guys, it was, who is Christ? Who is Jesus, right? Yeah. Some of them had never heard about Jesus before, and some right. of them had heard, but had never had opportunity to grow in their faith and that was really my first uh, opportunity to get in, uh, to get involved in in campus ministry my freshman year of college, and that was true football. I thank God. Uh, I definitely was not the most ta- talented. Uh, I played quarterback in college, mm-hmm. very <laughs> not too much, but I, I played. Mm-hmm. And um, but with that came the, the leadership opportunity and the ability to, to to show Christ in in my situation. Yeah. Right. I think that there's something inherent about ministry and conversation. Yeah. Like that's why we have these mm-hmm. little funny story. This past weekend, um, I was at a birthday party of um one of our podcast guests that's been on here before, David Pfizer. If you haven't listened to that episode with Pastor David Pfizer when we talked about CRT, go check out that episode. We also left you a bonus episode from that that typically only our patrons get. So go get it while it's hot. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I did an episode with him and we were at his baby's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so towards the end of the birthday party, this guy comes up to me and he's like, you know, coming up to me real weird, like very hesitant. And he's like, Hey, look, man, I got to confess something to you. I, um, I am. And then he like gave this like user handle mm-hmm. and I'm looking at him like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically commented on one of our YouTube videos. I did a YouTube video about Daniel Kaluuya mm-hmm. uh, in his role of Fred Hampton um, and about fighting fire with fire. And, yeah. And, and how uh, and just given a, a, a more of a theological approach to what it means to fight fire with water, a, a, a quote yeah. that Fred Hampton used. Um, and so he commented on it kind of like pushing back and kind of like jabby and snarky response yeah. and you know and i i didn't think any we get that often that, yeah i just course. responded to him um and so he came to me he said look you know that was me <laughs> <laughs> he said i saw you walk in the door and i said oh crap <laughs> but and so this is what i told him i said hey you know why i'm at this party and this is happening between you and i so that you can come on Black and Blurred and we can have another comment section. Because that's why we do it, right? We do it so that the comments or the conversation that mm-hmm. starts in the comment section right. and far too often stays there and is only scratching the superficial surface. Yeah. 
And oftentimes, it's not even scratching it in a healthy way. It's like yeah. just everybody it's getting jabs at you. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody just trying to, you know, get clapbacks. Yeah. Clapbacks as right. opposed to converse about Can things. I have the last word? Yeah, right, right. And so we want this episode to be a continuation of the multiple times you and I have met in the comment section yeah. over different things and common ground and disagreements, right? Um, and bring those things to the forefront and, and just talk about them. Um, I think it's very obvious today that in the conversations on race, it feels like having a conservative mindset pits you against the black struggle. Right. Which is a, which is a weird place to be yeah. as a black American. Right. <laughs> right. It's a weird place to be um, to have people who both look like you and don't look like you tell you uh, what your aim what is. You, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I want to kick it off with this. Uh, there was a there was a um, post. Oh, there was a post that I think encompassed so much of how I felt um, about certain things, and this is coming from Phil Vischer. Yeah, so Veggie Tail guy, Veggie Tail guy, Bob hmm. Tomato. Um, and I want us to chop chop this up a bit. <clears throat> it says if only we had fought racism with the same passion we are now bringing to fight against anti racism, which I, am I in a Am I right to say this is critical social justice, anti-racism? Uh, like the actual coin term, yeah, anti-racism? Yeah, he's, he's definitely okay. talking about the anti-racist. Right. Yeah. yeah not yeah. just okay. being anti-racist. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let me start over. If only we had fought racism with the same passion we are now bringing to fight against anti-racism, would there have been a need for an anti-racist movement? The church allowed racism to flourish. Now we're mad about secular solutions to a problem we wouldn't solve. Um, and let me give you my initial thoughts before mm-hmm. I dive into that, because I want to hear what you all think about that. I got hung up on the we's. We, right? Yeah. In this. I got, I got hung up. I just felt left out of the conversation. Yeah. And not saying I, I didn't think he was doing it. I'm just like, man, who are you talking with? Right. Who are you talking to? If only we had fought racism with the same passion. I'm like, well, who didn't? Who didn't fight racism with yeah. that passion? Because uh, I'm also a part of the church, right? Right. I, I'm, <laughs> right. <laughs> my family was a part of the church. Mm-hmm. Like my yeah. upbringing, I grew right. up in, you know, um, the church allowed racism to flourish. I'm thinking, um, all right, what church are you yeah. talking about? Um, you, you know, what what church? Uh, and, and then he says, now we're mad about secular solutions to a problem we didn't solve. And I'm like, man, I don't even know. Am I supposed to be in this room? Am I in the wrong room? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The first thing that I notice is that um, there's this elevation of human ability that we could even solve racism. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like there's something that we could have done mm-hmm. to solve. What we're talking about is hatred. You know what I mean? To right. solve hatred. Right. Um, uh, if it was more, if he was more general and not so specific on racism, it's like, hey, the church is so mad about all the hatred, but there aren't very many churches, churches teaching about sin, or you know, what I mean, something yeah. more yeah. true. <laughs> you know, it's such it. a it's right, such right, a, right. a general statement to say the church allowed racism. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like what what churches we talking about? Right. So I think if if we know what what, what Phil Fisher does, so Phil Fisher. He has a podcast called The Holy Post mm-hmm. uh, where he talks about di- different social I- issues. He had a whole uh, video series about abortion, mm-hmm. about, um, hey, why do African-Americans tend to vote a certain way? 
why do white white Christians seems to vote a certain way? Mm-hmm. And so I think again, if we don't know who Phil Vischer is talking about, now he wasn't very specific. Mm-hmm. I think we can assume from what he's been talking about, right? Um, I think when he says we, he he is mentioning churches that are predominantly white churches who have, unfortunately, within our history, uh, been the supporters of racism. Um, for like example, openly, yeah. yeah. So, for example, and he and he has multiple conversations about uh, this. Is just an example: of the Southern Baptist Convention. Mm-hmm. We know the Southern Baptist Convention was founded because they wanted, wanted to keep slaves, right? Right, and then they're the ones last year who, who uh, came out against critical race theory, mm-hmm. right? And so what he's saying is, is that okay? Well, it's the same churches that were that were complicit in, in the racism are now and, and instead of doing the work to to un, to address and admit and confess and 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 and, and do some of their racist structures, are now just mad about um, the anti-racist movement. The issue I think with with what he's saying too is okay. Well. Well, we're also a part of the church, like 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 you mentioned, mm-hmm. and we're black. So, did we contribute to racism in the church, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I, I think, I think that the, I think we have to understand. Okay, I think we know where, what Phil Vischer is talking about. But if you've never seen Phil Vischer before, then you're like, okay, Phil Vischer, what are you talking about? I, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. as black men we've contributed to racism in the church. Yeah, that's not even the angle I'm coming from. I think, but that's a good point. Yeah. Um, he actually is reiterating things that I've heard before. Um, one of those things is I think more and more the language is becoming uh, more and more revisionist as we as we have, speak in retrospect. So yeah. we talk about history, right? I think explain, that there were our, explain what you think the word revisionist means <laughs> for Joe. <laughs> when, when we speak very, I guess, plainly yeah. or quickly. Um, uh, very, I guess, uh, flippantly about the the past. Right. We are repainting the past and revising it a bit. One way, I think, is by saying Christians didn't fight against racism. Right. You get it? like that existed. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. it still flourished. Right. Or, or it still was protected and fought for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I think that we need to do well because we talked about this in our Black History episodes. We need to do well to give credit where it's due. Yes. There were a lot of people who bled who were not black. Mm-hmm. Right. For for to, to that, fight that's slavery. True. That's true. Right? To fight slavery. And so I think the more and more our anger presses into this conversation and we speak so flippantly about what the church didn't do, it's like, well, nah, that ain't true. Right. It's actually not true. Um that they but the the uh other thing Barbara forget what I what I was saying when you said uh black people did we do it as well? Hmm, I forget. About, oh, oh, oh. So remember this. I don't know. Um, uh, what are you, 22? I mean, maybe in, in the beginning, I remember I remember when you just felt the culture moving towards um, sexual licentiousness and, and sexual promiscuity. And the gay identity was more and more being likened to the black yes. American identity. That, that's something that I've seen in, in my life. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember in the beginning of that where if you were a black uh, faith-based Christian, mm-hmm. obviously, 
Um, and you saw the fact that these people were being sold a bag of poisoned goods, mm-hmm. chasing after a lifestyle they thought that would bring them true joy and fulfillment, but it's, it's not going to do that. So therefore, you were against such a lifestyle. People would look at you as like, whoa, you're not supporting a black thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second. When who made the decision that this is a black right, thing? That, that that's black. That right. This mm-hmm. is linked to black. I I feel that that's what's happening with oh, CRT. Yeah. Okay. Now I I feel like that has been smuggled in as the answer oh, for the black issue. Gotcha. And it's like whoa. So gotcha. as you are talking about these people, well, that's a real conversation. Like yeah. hey, the stuff that like these colleges exist, Georgetown, all this other stuff exists over slavery. Yeah. <laughs> like slavery has helped prop this up. Right. We can we can talk about that real quick. But the way you're talking about it right now, I'm not. I'm not in agreement with. Yeah. This is my last example before I open it up for you, because um, I told Darren about this. I w- at this same birthday party, I was with some other proponents of critical social justice, and, mm-hmm. and I was telling them, I said, "Look, because of the fact that language has been co-opted in such a way, you end up fighting against something, and people think you're fighting against them only because they've adopted a language." That goes the opposite direction. What do I mean by that? Say you're in school in the lunchroom and I'm headed towards my seat and there's this guy that comes and takes my seat. Mm-hmm. He smashes my food in my face. Um, you know, whatever. I don't know. Calls me a name. Uh, and, and so then I'm like, what? This is wrong. This is clearly wrong. And yeah. then I have a friend come over who has my back. This is a little white friend. He comes over and he has my back. And he's like, yeah, you're wrong. That's terrible. We're coming in your house and we're going to kill your family. <laughs> we're going to kill all your children. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're That's going wrong. too far. Yeah. You're going too far. There's real pain. There's a real issue. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the effort you're putting here, but I'm not on board with you. And now... He's got the whole cafeteria roused up like, yeah, kill his family, kill yeah. his family. So now I'm the lone voice in the cafeteria that's fighting against a struggle that supposedly finds its roots in my pain. Yeah. And people don't see that. You, you know what I'm saying? People, mm-hmm. people aren't seeing it because I'm, I'm genuinely interested in what's beneficial. And I don't see this as beneficial at all. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Thoughts, thoughts on any of that. And, and, and to this tweet, too, because I had a couple other things. Yeah. So I, I think with, with, with CRT, critical race theory, it's something that I went through four years of college never hearing about, ever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, never heard about CRT. What is that? And so when this thing comes up and then all of a sudden people are against it, it's like, okay, well, I mean – uh, I think uh, before we had a conversation about it, I, I felt like the pushback against CRT was like um, churches or, or organizations going to find something that they didn't like mm-hmm. and make it loud that they di- didn't like it. I didn't realize that this was something that was festering in a lot of churches, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so my view on it is, hey, is it really that is it really that big of a deal? Right, and don't we need to figure out, okay, well, if we don't, we don't like CRT, don't we need to um, find, don't we need to put that same energy into finding the good solutions, mm. the biblical solutions to our issues? Why are we spending so much time focusing on It seemed like it was coming out of nowhere. Like, yes. why are y'all going at so least, hard? See, that's the thing, at least for me, yeah. right? And, and I, I give another example. I have a good friend, Zach Foster, 
who's always on Twitter. And he'll be sending me these things. And I'm like, man, what what is it? I, I didn't think people thought like this. I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> I don't have a Twitter. Twitter's a wild place. I don't have yeah. a tw- um for example, even with the with, with the Trump ban on Twitter, I was like, okay, not a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, I had a good friend Zach Campbell who has his own podcast. Shout mm-hmm. out to Zach Campbell. Uh, he played with me at Riverdale Baptist. Also, wasn't a Riverdale Baptist student, and he shows this um, this tweet from one of the Iranian leaders on Twitter saying he wanted to he wanted the Israeli state eradicated, mm-hmm. and he wasn't banned on not Twitter banned at all. And, as, and, I'm, and I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. And so I, I, I think some of it is, okay, I think you're trying to find something wrong here. Mm-hmm. But some people, they see, like, uh, for example, if you have been hearing about CRT, critical race theory, all this time, then I, I think I can understand how you can be so outraged about it. About it. Mm-hmm. But, but from someone who, who works with kids, who doesn't have a Twitter who isn't on social media all the time, mm-hmm. right? I can, I, I guess, from my, I guess maybe I'm naive, but I, did, I didn't think it was a big deal. Okay, it's bad. Let's not teach that. Mm-hmm. Just like we have in the civil rights movement, we have a lot of radical leaders who were, who were uh, more violent or yeah, more right, radical, right? right. right? Malcolm X, right? Yeah, yeah. Who Malcolm X who was more radical than MLK? Mm-hmm. Uh, in my eyes, okay, well we. Okay, we we can see that there's a need for civil rights movement, and we can say, okay, what MLK is saying is is, is good and is beneficial. Um, but even then, we can say, okay, well, let's push aside the, the radicalness because there's something that needs to be done. In, in, in my eyes, uh, again, this is for me. Um, when pe- people picking out CRT uh, are are those who are also picked out the radical, violent civil rights move, movements and so and then they delegitimize the uh, the, the non-violent ones right like MLK was called a Marxist MLK was called a communist the FBI followed him around they bugged, they bugged his house mm-hmm. and they tried to put him in with the rest of the with the rad, radical groups I, I just feel like that, that CRT is being treated the same way and, uh, with, with, uh, with those who have a, a positive or a good voice when it comes to um, uh, racial reconciliation, I feel like those voices are not being heard because right. of CRT. Yeah, I th- did, were you about to say something? Um, yeah, well, I, I can't remember, but I'll I'll say this. Um, I think like in the reason the reason for that is what I what I often forget about is like people with like the gift of foresight. Um, foresight and um, discernment. Discernment, yeah. So you can, see, you know, a lot of people, people who founded this country, had that, right? They could, they could see things based on what they've already experienced. Yeah. Um, and so when people are saying, you know, CRT is poisonous or CRT isn't the solution, it's another problem. Um, they're also considering all the other things that they said would be bad. Um, Legalizing gay marriage, um, abortion, um, a Black Lives Matter organization. Mm. All these things that have shown their head, like, actually, they, they did turn out to be a little rough. Yeah. They're also saying, and CRT is a little rough. This yeah. isn't it. What we're doing is we're looking for a solution um, through revenge. Is that what that word means? What you said earlier? 
No, no, I said revisionist. Revise is oh, the right okay. word. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, looking for a solution through revenge and not reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, especially specifically Christians, when we say, you know, some theory, that's that that its roots is not in reconciliation. No, it's in revenge. It's in hurt. It's in pain, which is a real pain. Yeah. Um, uh, but when you have Christians saying, I mean, there's some good stuff in there. Um, that good stuff is. It finds its origin in scripture, not in CRT. Um, and so what we see happening is um, this thing going on forever simply because um, what people people really don't want reconciliation. Because what we talked yeah, about. Yeah, there are people who do not want right, What we talked about was that, that victimhood, that guilt that people can hold over people. That's power. Well, mm-hmm. let me put a pen in that real quick. Don't forget what you're about to say. This is just quickly. I think it's important for the church, and this is why I'm so adamant at speaking out against the church, because as the church joins in this, we're moving away from a message that actually has power. That's mm-hmm. the gospel, right? And why is that important? It's because humans will never actually be reconciled. No. Right. Until they are reconciled with God. Right. Right. They'll, it'll never happen. Right. And so if someone is being fed this human structure for us to get along, we ain't going to get along. No. Right. It's not going to work. Go ahead. Um, I didn't follow your instructions. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 um, it finds its roots in in revenge, and there is you know this you know this power in being a victim that some people don't want to surrender. You know, you got this power in saying you know we've been hurt for this long. That's why when some people come around and try to steal that power, it's like uh, Asian hate. There were some black people upset about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, we talked like, about Like, hold on, hold on. Yeah, we, can't be, we can't deal with their problems. We got to deal with ours first. Right, right. Some of y'all black people out here ain't out here saying black lives matter, but y'all saying Asian lives matter. It's like, we got to, you know, people get upset because now here's another people group stealing our victimhood away. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what we have. Our limelight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got power in that. And CRT just kind of flips it on its head. Like, nah, see, the white people, y'all don't do Negroes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Black people got power now. Let me ask you this, true or false, and this is not a trick question. I just think I think this way. I want to check to see if this is right. Would you say that the I guess the 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 social justice voice in the United States is overwhelmingly black? Overwhelmingly black. Hmm. I would say no. I think I would say the same thing. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I was just looking through some authors. Obviously, there are authors. I mean, Ibram X. Kendi. Um, uh, what's the other one? Father. Uh, Dad, what's his name? Chenyuao Chibe. Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, <laughs> uh, whatever. You know, I'm 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 drawing a blank right now. But I was just looking. One is credible. Like I was looking at other authors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was looking at just like clips. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one that's not very credible. I'm just looking at different clips of different protests and riots, mm-hmm. and I'm like. It's very few, yeah. like angry, out of control black people. Yes, mm. very few. Um, now, well, I, probably ahead. probably because the government killed, tried to kill them all, like Freddie Hampton killed by the government. But oh yeah. no 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 no! I'm not talking about that. I'm talking <laughs> okay. about literally that event in the mob, the picture, oh, okay. the video I'm gotcha. watching. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, right. And and also, Fred Hampton was very well in control. He mm-hmm. he had self discipline. Yes, I think uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, he had discipline. Um, I think that's what was dangerous. Another thing about Fred Hampton, obviously, we've said this already on Black and Blurred that we do not subscribe to the ideology right. of yes. the Black right, Panthers. Right, right, right. Yeah. However, there is important stuff you need to know about this. Yes, 
Fred Hampton was not about factions and division. Right. Yeah. He was about unification. Yes. That's what made him dangerous to a government that wanted people divided. Yes. Yeah. And here we are saying, give us that food, please. Mm-hmm. I mean, give us why MLK was dangerous. Yeah. Give us division. <laughs> yeah. um, and so they snuck into his home, oh, propped up a fake raid, crazy. executed him in his bed. Um, but, um, you know, the enemy is white skin, uh, not power structures. Right. Um, so, yeah. And so I forget what I was about to say, but. Um, you were talking about. Oh, fruit. The, yeah. I think oftentimes when we talk about critical race theory, we talk about it, this inanimate yeah. object. Are there is there some fruit we can point to and say, see, that is what we want. And it finds its origins out of critical race theory. This is the thing or this is the person we need to follow. Like, is there something tangible we can point to instead of just this kind of more uh, ethereal conversation of I think it's good. I think it's bad. I think it's good. I think it's bad because I have specific things that finds its root in critical, critical social justice theory. Um, that I see to be toxic and poisonous. Right. Um, and so I would love to be presented uh, with a counter approach. Like, yeah. hey, no, this ideology is actually very good. Is there any that you've heard? Well, I don't know anything about. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I've never been. That. So that's the thing. I, um, when somebody says critical race theory is, is bad, I'm like, okay, well, what's bad about it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think the only thing that some people who are proponing it's or proponents of CRT will say, okay, well, CRT teaches that all white people are inherently racist. evil, inherently racist. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, if if we're teaching that, if you want to teach that, yeah, that's wrong. That's incompatible with with the gospel yeah. that says that we're all evil. We yeah. all have sinful de- desires. But other than that, I've never read and um and dove into. That's why I got the Fault Lines book because I wanted to know mm-hmm. what the heck is Woody fuck I'm talking about. He does do a good job of obje- objectivity. It's a, he okay. gives a def- defining yeah. critical race theory, but there's plenty of stuff out there you can read about it. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. Can re- you can, even if you don't want to use that mm-hmm. um, and just get... And you, I think you should read proponents of critical race theory mm-hmm. and their definitions and, yeah. and the way that they describe it as well just to get a good glimpse of it. But one thing, <clears throat> you think about anti-racism, um, by its definition... We don't do enough to, of be, not. to be against racism. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah, of course not. You know what I'm saying? And, and so at the end of the day, you're going to end up in this religion seeking penance yeah. and, and works righteousness in order to be saved. Why is that important to point out? Because I think that's what leads to these very cringe um, videos of very outraged people. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's like, yo, shorty, what are you doing? <laughs> what? Are, why are you doing that? I, oh my goodness, I have to play this. I just thought about it. There was this. Are you not connect? Are you connecting Bluetooth? Not, not my phone. Is the aux over there? I need to play this. I just remembered it. How about let me let me let me get off of here? Hey Joe, look behind you. One of those boxes. It's a little bag, a little yellow and gray bag. Yep. yep, that's it. It was just right here. Oh, was it? Can you take that out for me? There's this. We we actually just did an episode. Um, if you're listening to this, then this past or last week's episode was on bandwagon rioters. Mm-hmm. We did it on bandwagon rioters. So people who see this cause and this narrative and then jump on the bandwagon with this kind of like manufactured care, uh, and um, and they're. 
typically not helping at all. And it, and it becomes cringy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I found this video where, God bless her heart, there was this bandwagon rioter, this woman, who made a TikTok. Oh, jeez. Yeah. TikTok. And, and she's basically, I'm going to play the video. Sometimes I don't have TikTok. And, I don't have TikTok. And I'm going to try to get this video in uh, our video for this episode so that you can see it. Um, but if it's not, as I play this, forgive me. Uh, and so she's basically um, showing she has words pop up like black men. It's like, we need this. This is a little white girl. and She's like a teenager or something. We need this. We want this. We love this. And then it pops up and says, white boys. She said, we don't want this. Um, but then it goes a little bit further after that. So let me play this. Darren, I got sound? Yeah. Okay. We want this. We love this. We need this. But this. Yeah, we don't need this. <laughs> As a member of the African-American community, we would like to humbly decline your offer. Uh, since you don't want your own race, <laughs> maybe the Hispanics will take you instead. Uh, so sorry, you have been declined. Thank you for the referral on that, but uh, the Hispanic community, we're going to have to pass on that. You could check the Asians, though. Chill, chill. As a representative of the Asian community, <laughs> after careful consideration, unfortunately, we cannot take her. She will also be banned from ever taking out Chinese again. <laughs> Though, we will offer her up to the Indians. Oh, chill. After a not-so-thorough examination <laughs> and as a member of the Indian community, we would also like to humbly deny this offer. Maybe the Egyptians would be interested. These are the Egyptians. Yeah, I'm sorry, but there's no way. Gotta pass this one back to the white boys. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Real quick, is that what Egyptians look like? I don't know what that was about, dog. I don't know. Prince of Egypt lied to us, yeah. man. <laughs> now he did seem kind of olive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind yeah. Of olive. But light olive, like but Israeli. It, I mean, hey, it's Northern Africa, right? That's true. Yeah. It's Northern Africa, um, and that goes into just I think the overarching narrative of blackness as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Blackness has been skewed. So if you're African, there's a very small part of Africa people are referring to, and if it's and it's only sub-Saharan, you know, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, anything besides that, you're not valuable, and you don't fit the movie movie narrative or the song narrative or the you know pictures well, well that's i think that's that's to kind of get back to the to christianity's roots of northern africa mm -hmm. alexandria yeah, yeah alexandria ethiopia yeah which is still today since it has not been conquered by by muslims yeah right still mostly at least is orthodox christian yeah. today mm -hmm. yeah absolutely it's crazy um, so I want to I want to finish this episode up talking about something I think is very real. I think that critical social justice actually uh, massages this reality in a way where people feel that first muscle rub and they're like, oh, I like that. I like the yeah. way that feels. I got this real thing. And for lack of a better term, it fits under the umbrella of safe spaces. What do I mean by that? There is something that is brought to light through this conversation, and it is the silent suffering I think black Americans have encountered being outside of their uh, context, cultural context, mm -hmm. whether it be school, whether it be work, or whether it be church, church and ministry. Yeah. Um, and I think that critical race theory has wrongly um, associated that with uh, racist white conservative people. 
Um, I do think that there is something there that needs a discussion, um, but it's being silenced by the loud voice of it's you racist white yeah. people. Um, and, and, and I think that's naturally going to, uh, yield a, a, a equal and opposite <laughs> response of no, there's none of that or none of that exists. And so now we get nowhere. Right. Mm-hmm. But l- let me right. back up real quick. When it comes to being outside of your context, have you dealt with that before? What are some examples, maybe one or two? Um, and how do you feel about the reality of that? What, what, what again are we dealing with? Being outside of your context as a black American. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. yeah. uh, uh, man. Never forget. I love my brothers and sisters at Christ Covenant Church in uh, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, walking in service every day. <laughs> Just being the only black person in the room mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sunday after Sunday. Uh, shout out to, to uh, JT, the college pastor there who invited me in and invited me in. Uh, on a leader in a leadership role to the campus ministry, mm-hmm. but man, talk about being uncomfortable. <laughs> that was I was definitely outside of my comfort zone, yeah. outside of my original context. Yeah, Go, yeah, growing yeah. up in PG County, Maryland, mm-hmm. right? Did you experience like overt hatred or in any way there? No, I, I I would say no. I did not experience any overt hatred there. No. I think I definitely experienced um, people being kind of ignorant or just unaware of um, where I come from. Yeah, unaware. Oh wait, Joe knows the Bible because you know, uh, you know, Joe's black. He went to a private school. He grew up in a church. Well, mm-hmm. he actually knows the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's so your, yeah, they're, that's they're, your dad. <laughs> You, that? you know your dad? Yeah, I know my dad. I have a mom. All right. oh, that's crazy, man. <laughs> mom was in that's real. college. Yeah. That's real. So, I, I, you know, there was always this, you know, again, loving people, mm-hmm. but just I think sometimes uh, just the wildness to, oh, wow, he's he's black. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he had, he may have some different views. He may have some different experiences. Right. Right. He may think about his skin color when he walks into a room, you know? Yeah. 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 What about you, Dern? I mean, I can't think of a time when I was uncomfortable or out. No, not, not necessarily. Not has nothing to do with you. It just has to do with things you've experienced as a result of being this, (laughs) this, uh, black splinter. Yeah, man. The one that pops in my mind, I won't say, I don't know who's listening. (laughs) Uh, but I, I mean, I'll talk about you know when we used to play soccer, Maryland Cup stuff. Um, dudes coming up to us, touching our hair, like, man, your hair feels like sheep's wool. <laughs> yeah, it's dead serious. <laughs> no, more, more, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, man. and as as a child, you'll know how to respond to that. That's right. <laughs> what does a sheep feel like? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just a sheep. <laughs> I've never touched a sheep. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Um, we yeah, experienced that in New York as well. Going to the Word, Word of, life. of Life, yeah, man, Bible yeah. camp. All the girls wanted to, you know, our girls, to our girls, all yeah. black church. You know, we go. We're the only black church there. There was oh, one man. other church from New York or New Jersey, and they were Puerto Rican, I think, mm-hmm. or I think they were, I think they were from Puerto Rico. They were from Harlem, I believe. Oh, oh yeah, we don't know if it's Puerto Rico. Yeah, but I think they are. Nah, they Rocky, could have been. Yeah, Raquel, been. I know Raquel. She's from Dominican. Republic. Yeah, they could have been Dominican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah. 
we were the two minority churches there. We were the only black church there. Yeah. And so we, you know, we stayed in our camp cabins for this camp. And the girls always came down transformed. Like our girls were going, they always came with cornrows because they want to get their hair messed up. I mean, this is a snow camp. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna be in a pool maybe. Yep. So they all had to before we left to go to New York, they would always cornrow their hair. They go into their cabin, they come up the next day, all the white girls got their hair cornrowed. No. <laughs> How'd you get your hair like How that? How do you get your hair to stay like that? And so they and they're like let me do a corn roll in their hair. No, come out corn roll in their hair. Like. Now this is why I love that, right? And this is this is this is just a fraction of why we fight against the narrative of the day. I'm gonna give two reasons. One reason is because with the ignorance that was experienced, that's all it is. It's yeah. ignorance. Yeah. You're not around a certain know. culture. They don't know. It's ignorance. With the ignorance that was experienced, it was met with patience and love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now. What's being shared today is they should have been upset because these racists mm-hmm. are imputing their racism on them. Yeah, right. their whiteness. Yeah, their whiteness. Yeah, mm-hmm. their whiteness and and uh, cultural appropriation. Now I'm not yeah. braiding your hair. These braids belong to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we hiding corn. In give them, them. Yeah, give them the history of corn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Give them the history. We used to hide rice in our hair. That's what we got them for. Yeah, you know? <laughs> out there picking rice for you, for, 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 for you, for folks. <laughs> we hate you. And so, so that's what oh, that's man. what this narrative is pointing to. That's a fruit of it. We're coming out more, or or what should I say, we're coming out less tolerant than what I experienced growing up. Mm-hmm. And so, how does that happen? Where I experienced more tolerance throughout my life. I'm 34 years old, and I'm experiencing less tolerance now with yeah. younger individuals. Yeah, yeah. How the hell is What's that happening? <laughs> right, right. Now, the second reason. This ignorance, right, right, yeah, yeah that's right. The they phone. don't deal with people if you anymore. Didn't, yeah, they don't yeah. go to camps. If you didn't see Joe's response to that, he'd point it to his phone, and that's exactly right. That's there's no human to human contact anymore. People are fighting against ideas, mm-hmm. and they're attaching humans to those ideas, ideas in these groups. But here's my second reason uh, why I fight against CRT, because CRT will take that ignorance, it'll take that racism, and it'll attach it attach it exclusively yes to white folks mm-hmm. meanwhile that same shock that you got with your knowledge of the bible and you mm-hmm. knowing your papa yeah <laughs> let billy come to our cookout and the dougie come on and he starts rocking that joint right, right, right. and then we start hooping and billy starts putting people on skates <laughs> and then boofs on somebody <laughs> every single person at our cookout is gonna be like what right this white boy can ball yeah right right Every single one. Yeah. And we don't see that the same way. It's, it's human. Yeah. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. The word, the bad parts about it is you can come to other tarp pipes of the cookout and it sounds like a comedy roast of white people. Mm-hmm. We, we go nuts yeah. about them. Talk yes. about, we talk about different things, we stupid do. things. Don't let us somebody had just come from Walmart. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> we see a lot of things that we talk about. And I'm not condoning that, but I'm also saying that the reality of what we do as human beings is not being addressed in this narrative today. Right. It's yeah. being imputed on one group of people yeah. um, so that the, we can demonize them while attaching it to a very real thing yeah. in history that we need to have a discussion about. Right. right. But we're not. So, I, And I think people excuse that by saying, okay, well, black people, we can't be racist. We can be prejudiced. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But th- th- there may be some validity validity to that but the issue is as a christian we see both of those things as sin evil mm-hmm. sin that we need to address right mm-hmm. right so many levels 
Yeah. There is no there is no um coincidence that you know Paul in you know, the Bible just preaches about unity from church to church. Yes. And nothing, even more than unity with the world, with the unity world. in the unity church. Unity in the church. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, Jesus's prayer in John 17. Yeah. yeah. And Same so thing. there's no coincidence in that and then everything that comes out of the world is disunity. It's division. All their solutions bring division. Yeah, that's exactly and, right. And that's the we're, fruit. We're reminded of unity. Another parts of the fruit is you're seeing all these very surface level things. It's like, oh, Pringles is now canceled because the chip is too white. <laughs> you know, only chocolate Pringles allowed. You know, what I mean, that's that's what we're seeing. Oh, hold on, real quick. Did the you world know, is like, changing. did you see people talking about how they removed all the black people from? Like, I mean, you know, Aunt Jemima's gone, Uncle yeah. Ben's, and now. There's nothing but white faces on yeah, everything. There's no black representation. There's in the no black stuff. representation on food now because all right. of it was racist. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Who who's doing that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so this was <laughs> this was so that post about Mr. Veggie Tales was from Show Baraka, and so shout out to Show Baraka. If ever you hear this episode one, your handle is hilarious. I don't follow you on Instagram. I just saw this, and I'm reading it like Amish, Obaraka, Amish, and I'm like, wait. <laughs> Am I sure? <laughs> that's hilarious. That that's pretty hilarious. But this is his caption. Mr. VeggieTales would like to have a word with your evangelical outrage. So there's another thing. One, I, I I'm genuinely and not even like for the sake of the conversation, genuinely confused about what evangelical even means anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not even attached to the gospel. Yeah. It's not attached to evangelizer. It's attached to a skin color. I think. Unfortunately, or, and and I'll say and political. Yes. Yeah, so unfor- and I'll say in defense of Phil Vischer, Phil Vischer went on record to say, "I like the term evangelical. I, li- mm-hmm. I I don't think we should get rid of it just because it has a negative stigma to it." We are called to be evangelical. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we Correct. are called to evangelize. Correct. It needs to be defined. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so he says, Mr. VeggieTales would like to have a word with your evangelical outrage. No matter how you feel about CRT or anti-racism, one thing is sure. Don't use them as a way to dismiss real conversations about racism and present injustices. I, I agree with that. Um, I've had too many convos derailed because someone's fear of Marxism and such. Baby boy, chill out. Karl Marx didn't send me. I have little tolerance trying to. Now, this is the, the important thing. This is what caught my eye. I have little tolerance trying to convince people I'm safe enough to have a charitable conversation with them or their institutions. This sounds like the words of someone who's battered, mm-hmm. who's been in a context. Yes. Foreign, maybe not, you know, not crazy foreign, mm-hmm. but just different from his natural yes. habitat mm-hmm. um, and hasn't healed from it. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately. Yeah. Now here is something interesting regarding my answer to the question I posed to you guys, as far as context. Um, I have been, Outside of Baltimore City since 2014, maybe the end of 2013. Um, I would say that majority, I will, I'll go anywhere from 85 to 90% of the non-black individuals um, that I've rubbed elbows with have are all sympathizers of ideologies that promote the, you know, the popular things, reconciliation, social justice, all those things. Um, I have been treated the worst in covert ways by these people. Hmm. It's not explicit. Yeah. It, it's, it's still rooted in ignorance right yeah. there. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not yeah. placing ignorance in there. I've experienced that my whole life. Mm-hmm. Darren just told you about it. We've exp- I know how to deal with that. And I, and I love that. It's vulnerable, right? 
I've done it. I've been ignorant in front of people. I've talked about Jamaicans smoking weed to a woman who was from Jamaica. And she was like, nah, not all Jamaicans smoke weed. Right. <laughs> and that we're the best of friends now. And so, um, and so what I've dealt with um, is condescension, disrespect, right? Uh, lack of value of thought is what I've dealt with on a consistent yeah. basis. And you're a pushbacker. Yeah. 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 You're, a, you're against the grain well, kind of yeah, guy. Right. Right. And so people now with that, like say, you know, if I'm sharing my thoughts about something, um, the response is instead of it's kind of antithetical to what you got. Where mm-hmm. it's like, oh wow, you know the Bible. The response is like, nah, he don't. Nah, he don't know. He don't know. He's this. This this is different from the blog that I read the other day. This so uh, you, you don't yeah. you don't you don't know. Or I read a tweet the other day, and you know you clearly don't know that. Um, and and so those type of responses I'm also familiar with because I've experienced them outside of a church context, um, and it happens only in certain contexts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it happens only in certain. Con- I'm not saying disagreement. I've disagreed with plenty of people in my life, but as far as the response, the condescension, uh, being spoken to in a condescending way. Um, being cast aside or having my thoughts cast aside or being overstepped or disregarded. Those are the things that the real conversation that am I show Baraka is yeah. talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, that, that I hope he's talking about. Yeah. But in my context, we're never going to have that conversation because I've gotten treated by that, by the people who are holding up the BLM signs. Right. Yeah. All right. So they're good. They've done their penance. Right. Mm-hmm. They've done they, they, they've paid their dues and their outrage is constantly paying their dues for They're more qualified than you are. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. The 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 uh, black hating conservative. I am. Yeah. But um, and, and so I find that to be very um, it's a big it's a pillar in the driving force behind me speaking out against this. Um, obviously, it's not the first one. The first one is what you mentioned, Joe, the fact that. It's giving people a faulty view of salvation and that, hey, as long as you're not racist, you're good. It's like, right. no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> well, you kidding me? You think you're going to look the creator of heaven and earth in the face? He's going to be like, well, you weren't racist. So uh, you weren't racist. All right. <laughs> yeah, I let you, All right. I let come you come on through. Come on in here. You weren't racist. Mm-hmm. Get on in here. <laughs> Um, and so I think the Christians need to be just as vigilant with the gospel. You read Revelation 19 and Jesus is coming down like a Lord, like a King of Kings. Now he's not, he's no longer here as a, as a shy little lamb led to the slaughter. He's coming as the conqueror. Mm-hmm. And so these people who are working out their work salvation and thinking that they are in good standing with God. No matter what the time period is, no matter what the justice movement is, we see it in the Old Testament that our deeds are filthy rags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Without Christ, filthy rags. Um, and so I think as so, just know from us, black and blurred. Obviously, um, we love to poke the bear only because we believe the bear is uh, the prince of the power of the air, <laughs> and that's what we're poking. We're poking at lies. That's what we're poking at. Um, do we troll? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't see why not. 
but ultimately know our heart. Our heart is for you. Our heart is for everyone listening, that the gospel will be understood and received. And the thing that you are searching for in all of these different human structures and all these different human ideologies, they're found in Christ. And guess what? The people who preach that truth are not going to get it right all the time. They haven't gotten it right in the past. It's been right. turned into terrible things in the past. There are people who preach that truth and then try to justify the fact that they don't need to get it right in the past. Mm-hmm. Those conversations need to be had, but only the gospel provides freedom to be so vulnerable and be tro- so transparent between one another. Because it's through Jesus Christ that one body has been created. There has been a bond of peace, dividing walls of hostility torn down. And so anything that is trying to erect more dividing walls of hostility, I don't care if it's based on your rate, your skin color, your hair texture, whatever it is, it's not about the gospel. And we'll always fight that. So, Joe, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, man. We got to have you on again and, and, and talk about anything else, any of the other things that we've had conversations about. Yeah, yeah. About. I remember when you guys first started the podcast, man, I was working at Walmart this time last year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, I got to listen to the Black and Bird podcast. And so... <laughs> I was in the freezer, and so what I did was I couldn't use headphones, so I got a I got a Bluetooth beanie. What a Bluetooth beanie? Put it on my head. <laughs> where do you Where do you find this? Amazon is a wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Where is there a freezer in Walmart? Uh, well, obviously there's well the, that sewer Walmart in Laurel. Oh, you have with the, the food. Yeah, in right. the um the That's milk right. and the dairy. I yeah. was in that this time last year around Memorial Day. I think I was working. I was working back there. I was like, dang, I got to listen to the Black and Bird podcast. Which episode did you listen to? Uh, I was like the very first, the first three. Oh, first okay, three. okay. The, they the were very raw. first three. They were raw. They were raw. Yeah. I have my little beanie. I put a little hood over my head. Nobody knew. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> we appreciate that, man. We appreciate it. If you are a manager or on this leadership team on Walmart, just to let you know that Joe got over on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll never get it back. But guys, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Black and Blurred. This is comment section. We encourage you guys to have your own comment sections. Talk face to face. Get off of your devices. And let's promote unity. But know that the efforts you have in promoting unity will fall short if you don't know Jesus Christ. So get to know him. And we appreciate you guys for tuning in to Black and Blurred, where you're going to hear one of two things. Our humble opinion. Or the facts. Holler at us. <laughs>